When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Show my talk 1071 everything entertainment getting into the long holiday weekend and we know it's a long holiday weekend because around here the tumbleweed is a blowing down the halls. Yeah, by the way, the, <laughs> yes, you can tell that it's a holiday when we are the last yes, people standing in well, the building. I, if there's anybody in an office anywhere around the Twin Cities, you need to chap chap get out of the office. Yeah, get right out of there. Listen to us. Auntie tweeted us. She said, "Tell Donnie all the traffic is at high V." Oh, everyone's getting the grill supplies. I know. I got to stop after here and hopefully get to the place where I need to go in time to get some brats. Oh, yeah. And it's probably just going to be like one lone wet jalapeno brat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's going to be it. Sorry. All right. Let's do what we do on Wednesdays, and that is a little pop culture jeopardy. Holly gets to play this week in place of Julia. And again, I need you to frame your response in the form of a question. Can you do that for me? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so excited. All right. Here we go. Here is your first one. In the movie The Lion King, the phrase Akuna Matata means this. Take it easier. No worries. What is is no worries? No worries. For the rest of your days. No worries. I was in... Tanzania, and they said Akuna Matata has like it's many they, meanings. Yes, it All does. Right, it doesn't exactly mean. Split the point. What do you want to do? No, Good give it to deal. Holly. Okay, jeez. <laughs> Here's your second question. She starred with Bill Paxton in the '90s hit Twister. Who's Ellen Hunt? It's Ellen Hunt. Oh, that's Twister. a classic. Yeah. That's a good movie, Twister. Yeah. Twister. Yeah, I find myself watching it every time it comes. Remember, on we TV. had the Twister sisters on. Or somebody we early did. on yes. in our show. Yes. That what did they do again? They chased tornadoes. Oh, that, yeah, okay. I thought there was a clothing or something. No, the, well, Twister, the Twister Sisters. They, it's also a name of a band, Twisted Sisters. Twister, Twister, Twisted Sisters. Yeah. But there, I remember we had some storm, storm chasers Yeah, on. we did. You're right. The Twister it Sisters. It is a basic cable classic. Yeah. Yes, indeed. All right, here we go. Let's to go to music in the Stray Cat song, She's Sexy and This Age. What is 17? She's sexy and 17. Yeah, that's right. Holly, did you, did you know that, Lori? I don't even... You don't I, remember I the sure, song? I, surely I know the song. Well, you do, and don't call me Shirley. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Surely, <laughs> Lori is stunned. Yeah. No, your dad I'm joke. trying to think. It was that. I'm trying oh, to. You, oh, sexy and seventeen. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. My rock and roll queen. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that's another oh, another one for right. Holly. One for Holly. Okay. She beats me every time at Jeopardy. She, you know, she, we've tied. We, I know, but Holly, you have qualified for Jeopardy. You've gone out to the Mall of America. You've passed the test. You've taken the thing. How can anyone beat you? Is this your excuse for losing to her? Every week. Okay. That I play All against right. Her. Here we go. Uh, the Heat is On was featured in this 80s movie. Top Gun? Mm, no. Oh, Holly's trying to give me hints. No, Holly what knows. is uh, Beverly Hills Cop? Yes, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop. I never would have got that. The that song is, is so weird because Glenn Fry from the Eagles went from the Eagles to the heat's on. Yeah. Yeah. Was this he an actor in that too? Or was he just that? I don't was think his he was solo. in it, but he did some he acting. He did some acting. He was in Miami he, Vice. I think he had some parts of a role in Miami Vice. And, yeah, that was weird. You were like, what? What? He's kind of yeah, hot. Yeah, and then I'm he did. You know, oh, he was a yeah, yeah. very good looking guy. Now, of course, his son Deacon has. Uh, Who looks his, just like, like him in the 70s like him, at yeah, that and same now age. He's in the Eagles now. All right, here's your last one. I can't win. Well, try anyway. All right. Tom, Abby, David, Mary, Joni, Susan, Nancy, Tommy, Elizabeth, Nicholas. They were the names of the kids on this 70s TV show. Uh, uh, the Brady Bunch? Uh, the Who's Waltons? The Bunch? No. Uh, Who is Eight, and, uh, eight is Enough? Eight is oh, Enough. Eight is Enough. <laughs> yeah, what the Waltons it? was a good guess. Night, John Boy. Yeah, good yeah. night. Yeah. There weren't eight, I don't think, on the Waltons. Maybe six or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Who's three. counting? Who's, Who's counting? Yeah. Okay, so I don't know who won. We don't really care. Uh, Holly did. Holly okay. did. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Three to two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Would you ever try out for Jeopardy again if they came back to town and took a spun through I the would, Twin Cities? Oh, of course I would try. I've done the online test, and there's just there's no way of preparing to try out for any game show because you don't know whether or not the categories are going to behoove you or not. Right. I mean, it might be science questions. So those, those guys who were playing Jeopardy and winning all the money, that is just like freak of... That is freak. That's also, I feel... Like it's winning the lottery, that kind of the odds. It's winning the lottery, and I feel like, and I might be speaking out of school, but James, the guy who won, he had a strategy... And he was a sports better. And so I think that the way that he played it, he had a strategy about getting ahead and probably studied statistics and probabilities on how oh many my. questions he needed to answer correctly in order to get to this place and what he needed to <laughs> bet. That's what I'm assuming is yeah. why he was so successful the whole time. Because I tried out for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And the first time I tried out for it, I failed. I didn't pass the test because mm. it's just a, it was a Scantron sheet at the time and you fill it out and it's like, well, crap, like, I don't know th- this. Mm. And then mm-hmm. they corralled me after I left and they're like, hey, you want to get in line yeah. again? Because we got this movie test you know, oh. that we're looking for people to try that one out. And I was like, well, yeah, fantastic, because because it's all movie because it was all movie okay. questions. And that's really the only reason why I actually made it on the show, because it was I knew the I knew all of the answers yeah. because I happen to be good at this particular category. Otherwise, it's really hard. It yeah, is. True. It is. Yeah. Re- you have to have your general. Johnny, you could do a music one. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I would hope I could do pretty well in music. Yeah, don't ask. Just well, like on the cruise when I won music trivia. Oh, don't Donnie. ask. Don't ask. Jay, don't what did ask. you win? A pin. A pin. Oh, my God. 
I only missed one question. You're kidding. Uh, How many did they question? ask? Like 20? Uh, no, it was about 17. So, wow. and it, was, it was a song by ACDC, and he, he would play the song and say, uh, you have to identify the group, and I did not know that it was an ACDC song. Yeah, what yeah. time was it? Do you no, I don't even no. remember. Mm-hmm. Don't ask Donnie about Usher, but you can sure ask him about Mungo Jerry. Yeah, right. I was going to say, <laughs> in the summertime, the your really strong strength is 60s, 70s. Well, the music, on, on the ship, 80s. the music trivia went into the 80s. Yeah, and 90s. okay. All right. You knew it some did. stuff. I did know some stuff. Good, yeah. Donald, but you, you won. Yeah. I did. You know things about 70s music that just, like, songs that time forgot, and rightfully <laughs> so. You know those, Donnie, which is very impressive. <laughs> like Cliff Clavin. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh, it's right. a little known fact that. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right, listen, we got to get going. It's time for uh, Random Thoughts. And. Um, I don't know if you guys talked about this, but um, I know who bought Prince's home in the Turks and Caicos. You oh, guys? That's no. random. Oh, no, Here no, we no. go. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Being hijacked by delicious real estate news. Oh, I guess this was actually... Uh, in, it, it is welcome. Anytime. Know, this was in uh, Sunday's uh, Star Tribune, their home section. Prince's Caribbean Estate sells for $10.8 million. The beachfront home with the purple driveway was bought by a North Carolina business uh, man. So here's the story. Even though he told Oprah he lived in Minnesota famously because he, the cold keeps the bad people away, he had a getaway home. But his getaway home was not up north. It was uh, a nice Turks and Caicos, beautiful mm, ten thousand square foot home. He bought it five years before he died. It is gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. He paid ten point five million dollars, according to the Star Tribune last year. He stained the driveway purple naturally, and he lined the home theater in purple velour. And after he died, the property was scheduled to be auctioned with one agent saying maybe it would be $15 million, but it was not sold at auction and was listed in November for $11.8 million. The house uh, was bought by this North Carolina businessman, Tom Barnes, and he offered a million less, and he got it for ten point eight. How many people are looking for a home in the Turks and Caicos over ten million? Over 10 million. Yeah, you know, the market small is market. small. The property is six acres on a peninsula and includes the ten thousand square foot main house, the tennis court, a marina, two private beaches, a gatehouse, and several you know guest house cabanas. Oh, doesn't that sound nice? And, oh, it um, sounds lovely right now. In in uh, the five years he owned uh, the property, he blew out walls to enhance the space and make it more open. Uh, air, you know, floor plan. Mm-hmm. He added terraces, um, and the outdoor landscaping was enhanced. But the most distinctive feature of the home is the elevated views in all directions from all parts of the house so that you get both sunrise and sunset. Gorgeous. I wonder if, did he get to spend a lot of time at five this years? property? He so owned he it five years. owned it, but how much time did he actually yeah. spend I bet there. he went there every winter. Well, I hope he would. Yeah. Um, so there's, two, with the beach cabana, oh, the cabanas, the, the <laughs> guest houses are on the beach. Ah. Oh. And uh, uh, Barnes plans to keep the purple driveway he told the wall street journal and he said when he's not using it he is going to rent it out maybe on air and b 
luxury, Airbnb. Oh, the new one that they have. I clap my hands like I'm actually going to yeah. be able to afford to stay. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know if it's Liberty. called Airbnb Luxury or Airbnb Villa, but they have a new thing now where if people want to stay in chateaus and villas and private homes. So he said he's um, he thinks he would get people who would want to rent it because of the Prince touch and I'm like a hundred percent. They told I am at a airbnb.com forward slash slash luxury. That's all you have to look up. Okay. And there's a chateau. Here is a place in New Zealand right on the water. Mm-hmm. I uh, huts in Mex like huts on the beach. Yes. I'm oh I'm gonna be living here. So he is probably gonna rent it through there, but he he's he told the Wall Street Journal because they contacted him when he bought the um the house, he said he goes, I remember listening to Prince in 19, or the 1999 album in 10th grade. If I could go back and tell my 10th grade self that someday he'd buy Prince's house, his head would probably explode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. himself. Yeah. Right. But the Star Tribune had these beautiful, I mean, this place just looked like heaven on earth. Oh, it looks stunning. Yeah, really nice. And I've been to Turks and Caicos, and it is, it's a lovely place to go, but it is um, quiet. Mm. It's quiet. There's well, casinos. That's why you go there, right? There's casinos. Yeah, but the thing that well, I, some people go to different places for, to party. Yeah, but and, you go here like this is a getaway, getaway. So like, there's a lot of famous people who own places in the Turks and Caicos. Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. Donna Karen, all kinds of people fancy with a lot people. of people money. with a lot of money who don't want any prying eyes. Anyway, this place looks nice. So ah. Uh. He, uh, Stunning. when we go to rent it, you guys, yeah. uh, know that he will know because the guy is going to promote that this was Prince's formerly. We'll be looking it up. Can we keep on the travel yeah. tip here? Sure. Because this is exciting news from Delta. They announced starting in November that main cabin passengers traveling on international routes are going to have an elevated experience to look forward to. On Delta Airlines, the experience begins from boarding. Please tell me we're getting hot towels throughout the whole plane. Ding, 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 ding. You're you're getting hot. International, International, I got hot towels. Yes, you get hot towels. You will be able to get bellinis with sparkling wine Mm. and peach puree to start. A refreshed menu like grilled shrimp marinated in harissa sauce, arugula, and apples. And you'll be able to mix and match and upgrade your appetizers and entrees, probably just for a little bit of a surcharge. They're just doing the whole aesthetic over doing an upgrade, which is so smart because they have to compete with some of the low cost international carriers yeah. that are coming in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's like you idea. can either go real cheap or you can go with the legacy carrier with the upgraded service yeah. and treat yourself yeah, in that good, way. So that's starting in Delta. November. Yeah. Okay, then I'm going to do one more travel story. Yay. Okay. <laughs> this is interesting. It's research, and um, I don't know if it's, I guess it's travel. It is. Researchers planted, um, so this new study said that people are more likely to return a lost wallet if it contains money than if it doesn't. And the more cash that's in the wallet, the better rate of return All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The owner. Oh, uh, more cash, more guilt. <laughs> yeah. Donnie, you're absolutely right. <laughs> ding, ding. Researchers planted more than 17,000 supposedly lost wallets in 40 countries, and they kept track of how often somebody contacted the supposed owners. And that happened more often for wallets with the equivalent of about $13 than for those without any cash. Then they did an experiment. They just did the U.S. and the United Kingdom and Poland. And then they found that the the return rate was even higher if the wallets contained the equivalent of about $94 rather than the $13. The results were presented in the Journal of Science, and researchers say that people feel like thieves if they keep a wallet that contains money, so they're more likely to return it instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guilt, yeah. that hot telltale that, heart. That's... Just, that's mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway. I, I believe it. Wow. I don't know. I was just surprised. I always said, oh, they're just going to take the cash and mail the wallet back. Or That's what I would always think. It's like, that's what you want is you want the cash. I mean, what good is a credit card? It can immediately cancel that. Oh, uh, I, I think a lot of people would want the go ahead. I mean, I think to me, I'd say take the cash, return my wallet that's got so I don't have to redo everything. Yes, well, so would, well, so would I, I. But that being said, it's like, okay, well, take my crusty wallet. What do you want? I know, but I just thought that, okay, that they would, oh, yeah, here's your wallet back, but none of the cash is in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay, that's restorative. <laughs> mankind. Yeah. And I mean, that's really, those researchers were committed, man, to plant 17,000 pretend lost wallets with some of them, you know, with fake IDs or and credit cards, and then some were, you know, at $13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like Virginia science is interesting. I really want to return this. Yeah, but I mean, I I like that they're mm-hmm. just always thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all. I okay. Uh, the uh, sexiest nationalities. This will be our final segment here on the random thoughts. The keeping ten, with the travel. Keeping, yeah. Yes, the ten sexiest nationalities. Nothing to do with accent. This is just nationalities. Uh, we Americans finish a dismal forty fifth oh. on this list. The sexiest nationality, Ukrainian, came in at number one. Mila Kunis, Wayne Gretzky, Mila Jovovich, Michael Bolton, they're all Ukrainian. Was that, this is survey sponsored by the Ukrainian <laughs> board. Right. Well, I'm filling out the top five after Ukraine's the sexiest nationalities, Danes, Filipinos, Brazilians, and Australians. And I find oh, it suspicious okay. that Americans are at 45th, 45th place when we've got a 45th place. I mean, I just am oh, wondering about all of this. Look at your conspiracy oh, yeah, theory tinfoil hat yeah, on. Well, yeah. I don't know. I think I the know. Ukrainian tourism board put that together. All right, Donnie, thank you so much. Listen, we come back. Paris Fashion Week. Can- Oh, my God.
Is that a good choice? Did I make a good choice? LFO, right, Holly? Yes. Summer Girls from 1999. It's so fun. Like, the songs, like, really, like, it's, is it like the 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth grade when you really memorize lyrics? This would have been, what was this, 1999? Yeah. yeah. So this would have been 20 years ago. when I was about in 8th grade. grade. Yeah, I mean, middle you school. Just, you just, you, you know it. It's not even that you try. It just becomes a part of you. And you, then you're with your friends and you all sing it out loud together and you just die laughing because you know all the words and it's so satisfying and that is exactly <laughs> what's happening with Old Town Road. Yeah. Oh, it's becoming a part of a generation's being. Yeah. They will, oh, 30 years from now, they're going to be list, have fond memories. They'll, come, they'll bust out. They'll know all the words to this. I mean, it's just, it's like, it's really cute at what, you know, that you remember your words and then you might re- <laughs> misremember a few, but you're yeah, like, you're oh, just, I used that's to. you just kind of go. Yeah, and do all that. Oh, gosh. Uh, so, yeah, he is, uh, little Nazak got the top spot for the 13th consecutive week, which is the longest for any hip hop hip hop record since country was stupid and decided this song wasn't country enough. So stupid. So, so dumb. So dumb and stupid. And did that song really like take off when uh Billy Ray? No, it started it, it, it had already started. Well, it had already started and it had a cult following and then it was popular and after its popularity, then I think they did the remix because there's a bunch of remixes to that song. Okay, and then it got big. Billy Ray got attached to it, and, and that's when it when went it into went the stratosphere. Home. Yeah, so he beat out "See You Again" by Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth, um, "Boom Boom Pow" by the Black Eyed Peas, and "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. All of which were hip hop songs that had 12 weeks at number one. Uh, he celebrated by tweeting, "Let's go! Thank you, everybody." And his EP7, which we talked about, the LA Times raved about the whole album, uh, debuted at number one on the R&B, hip-hop, and top rap. He had 77,000 albums sell, which Madonna had like 84,000. Sal and Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm. had like eighty thousand, so like that's a yeah, that that's the mm-hmm. new big number, I guess. Yeah, you know, to pass to pass and ninety million audio streams and wow, I guess he's been getting flamed on coming out as gay, but all kinds of people have his back, and so oh, yes. he's going to be good. He's he gonna be fine. is going to be fine. And I look forward to seeing what Lil Nas X has to give to us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd like to hear more of his songs from this. Uh, is an extended play just mean it's literally six or seven songs? Yes. Yeah, okay. it's, it's a little mini album. Yeah. Now, the, the Rolling Stone chart that I took a glance at does have another of his songs from Lil Nas. It's called Panini. Yes, yes that's he the, released the video last week. Last okay. week. That's why that one's going. Uh, by the way, if you've been wondering what has Madonna been doing since you know she had been promoting Madame X, she would did the big uh, ending at the Gay Pride in, in She bedazzling more eye patches? No. For she, her upcoming concerts? She <laughs> is. She gave all of us a look at... Um, she is on a relaxing family holiday for the 4th of July. She's at a lavish estate that has horse riding facilities, a big fancy pool. Uh, we saw a fairy lit banquet table, and she's there with her four younger kids. 
Did she put this on Instagram? Yeah, she put it on Instagram. No way, so. we can't look at it because Instagram is currently it's all down. Problems. But uh. Madonna just showed us that you know she's just with the four kids and they're riding horses. And anyway, her tour, uh, her eighty-one date tour starts in September. This is it the small theater tour? The small theater yeah. tour, and they're promoting the heck out of her Sirius Satellite one month yeah. radio yeah, show. Of course. Well, yeah, of and course. I was talking with you met my friend Sherlyn. Yes, who's in here. Yesterday and, a delight. And I've known Cheryl going all the way back to my first husband and we're the same age and everything. And she she said to me, and she's one of the funniest person, but she just says to me, she said, I need to ask you a serious question. And I said, All right. She said, What in the hell is going on with Madonna? Because like if you're around the same age as Madonna, you feel like you grew up with her. You were all we were in our twenties together, our thirties together. You know, like, well, yeah, you've you are contemporaries and you've gone through and, life stages together. And we just like when Borderline came out. Oh, I mean, we yeah. just like ah, uh, we were crazy. And anyway, so she she said, "What is going on with Madonna? Why is she wearing that?" Patch and why does she expect us to call her Madame Max? And I said, <laughs> "Okay, first of all." She doesn't expect it, Madame Max. You know, she's like, you know, it's the name of her album. Oh, okay, okay, but why the, why the eye patch? And you know, I said, well, you know what? This is the conversation that Julia and I had like several weeks ago. Madonna doesn't need to be anybody other than Madonna. This is the thing about she's. Look at shares to share. Prince was just Prince. Now, I, she's iconic. She doesn't need. To work this hard. And that's the thing I, or not work this hard, but try. Mm-hmm. Not try, because she mm, yeah, try is so always good. She's herself. like, she gives a thousand percent. Yeah. And I love that about her. She doesn't need to try this hard. With the eye patch and the persona and the other things like that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Where it's just like, just be. But I will say, like with, the, with Madame X and Madonna, she definitely is. Being herself because the themes, well, only in as much as the themes that Madonna has talked about continuously throughout her career. So she's talking about her relationship with religion on this album. She's talking about she's worried about gun violence. She's worried about gun violence. She's taking on the haters in as much as like you can't tell me who to be. I'm going to be who I am. And so it is kind of a. I think like for my girlfriend, she's just like I just want to see her with a a bitchin' outfit and great hair. That's that's. That's basically Sherlyn yeah. was just like, I want her to be... Have we ever seen Madonna with... A bitch and outfit, outfit and, and good hair. hair. Without being in some kind of persona or some kind of um, just being... I, she did, yeah. I think, a little bit in the 2010s, but even Borderline, that was the kind of the club yeah. kid look. Then she did yeah. the true boo back to the 50s thing. But that's how we were all dressing. Well, right. But she was kind of going through these incarnations. I think Cheryl I think would like to see her in some capri pants and a nice wedge and a dressy blouse. <laughs> well, I think that's what... I think that's what... You know, I think she's just like, I want her you, to... You are never gonna see that gonna see madonna in some sensible slacks well then that would be punk rock of her though that's the thing that is the last frontier for all these people and i think that john waters has alluded to this that the ultimate in rebellion now is being square like that Mm -hmm. like madonna if she came out in some sensible capris but and a button-up... But with a bitch a pair of Louboutin wedges well, of or something. There, there would have to be yeah, a little bit. But if she just came out like that, yeah, that would be... We would never expect yeah. that. We'd be like, what? Well, at the end of our conversation, we both agreed that we love her. And we both agreed yes. we're probably never buying the album. Madame Max. Yeah, it's... <laughs> 
you know. I mean, it's just not your kind of music. Well, it reminds me of Ray of Light. Which I did love that album. And so when I'm I'm going to Seattle, I'm going to see my brother. I'm going to listen to his CD and I'll decide if I want to. Ray of Light was very moody. It was was, moody. It it was very moody. Mm -hmm. It was particularly dark, meditative, and Madame X is the same Same way. way. Yeah. I. The world is already feels that way. I don't need that in my music. Yeah. 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 All right. So anyway, but Madonna, if you'd come to the Twin Cities, you know. Well, we would say hello and we would like you to we'd stop be, by. We'd be at the, yeah. we'd be at the show. <laughs> okay. So uh, another great thing for Lizzo happened today. Uh, Rolling Stone magazine is just summing up their best album, 50 albums so far of the year. Number one. Lizzo, because I love you. Yay! That's a a great album. I know. Back to back, the songs flow into each other. It has a point of view. Yeah, well, here's a Rolling Stone write. Uh, Born in Houston, nurtured in Minneapolis, Lizzo drops, because I love you, on the edge of turning 31. She was born just a few days after Prince dropped Alphabet Street, which may help explain her superhuman levels of Paisley Parkdom. Oh, yeah. The funk is strong on that. It's a flawless major label debut it sure is no filler here 33 minutes of torque core anyway so i love that also bruce springsteen western stars was, have you listened to that i have and it is good i, I like it too it's so good yeah, it's just it's just different for him and i, I it's refreshing it, it is billy yeah. eilish when we all fall asleep where do we go was number three and then Cage the Elephant, Tyler the Creator, Ariana Grande is in there about seven. Solange, When I Get Home, Beyonce, Homecoming. So anyway, if you're looking for some uh, album reviews, that was uh, they put that out. And then people across um, in Ireland were super excited. I thought I was like, you know, I'm like, what? You two fans discover oldest known live recording of the band. Oh, from the basements in some uh, sketchy bar in <laughs> no, Dublin. No, the Dublin Dandelion Market on August eleventh, nineteen seventy nine. Not even a club. A guitarist who was in the band's opening act at the Dandelion. Well, you know, like they'll have it, like a yeah, oh, yeah that yeah, kind yeah, of a sure, thing. We sure. have it here in yeah. the Twin Cities and musicians. Um, so this guitarist taped them. Well, I'm going to take these guys yeah. that we opened for, and he found it. Wow. He forgot about nice. it, and uh, it's been resurrected. And so, as far as anyone knows, uh, and according to the definitive YouTube fan site, ATU2, it is the earliest known recording what? in history. Some, Back several years before they made it big. When Bono was still called Bono Vox. Is that yes. what his name was? Yeah, because yes. they didn't Bono have their Vox. album out. Was that like 80, 1980, their debut was album, I think? Oh, I thought it was after that. No, no I think it, it was 1980. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that was their debut thing because uh, it wasn't until the, the next album that it was like they hit. Yeah, and they came big, over to yeah. America, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what else? What else? Um, I'm not going to bring up Taylor Swift today. <laughs> Thank I, you. Uh, the music industry is still taking side in the public war between Taylor and Scooter. There's, of course, not going to be a lawsuit. She probably wishes that she could have talked to Prince because he has been, he was out loud about his outrage about Warner Brothers owning his masters. Wrote well, slave yeah, he, on his cheek. He changed his name, changed his so, name much so. So, yeah. so, you know, I, I think, you know, Prince would like be go, go girl. He would be. And yeah. uh, I think, you know, anyway, they're still... 
Well, I think the headline in Hollywood Reporters says variety, it all. What she, is ha- it? she has no legal resource. Yeah. Recourse. And, yeah. and neither did Prince. No. He ultimately ended up, I believe, I think, though, he gave Warner Brothers like stuff he thought was junk. Mm-hmm. Right. To get out. From under the contract, contract, and it just like okay, and I'm to gonna get fulfill his masters this. back, right? Right. Well, and I think that that headline from the Hollywood Reporter says it all. She has no legal resource, but she obviously has sway in the court of public opinion, and she yeah. knows that, and she's playing that. Yeah, good for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for. Her. I mean, you know, I don't have any problem with it. Me Taylor. neither. All right, listen, we come back. Uh, who's calling this actress a bleeping extortionist? So, what are you trying to say, Hollywood? Is the meaning of oh, this. this is so good. So, uh, can you imagine having $5,700 lying around and deciding to spend that money on a goop health summit? No, yeah, no, no, <laughs> dropping six G's for stickers, crystals, and fake science. This was the summit where we got the quote from Gwyneth where she said, uh, My butt is not great at the moment. I was just in Italy and I totally pigged out on. Pasta, which I guess happened during a Q&A with Tracy Anderson, her her trainer. And to me, if your trainer and your workout with your trainer is so fragile that one week of eating pasta in Italy is going to make your beautiful butt into a doughy butt, yeah. I think you're going to the wrong trainer. Yeah, it's not how butts work. And it's not super <laughs> relatable either. No. See, okay, Gwyneth Paltrow has this thing. Where she, bless her heart, tries to be relatable, relatable in yeah. some way, but I would rather prefer that you don't even try because you're not relatable. No, she she's not scamming uh, rich uh, people out of thousands of dollars. Uh, is is like what Goop stands for. So here's what happened. Um, people are revolting. I absolutely love this. So this wellness the peasant revolt of 2019. If you could, yeah, yeah, the peasants. Uh, so. I, apparently, they paid fifty seven hundred to attend it. So then they had uh, sales pitches in between the things that they got, like a Goop store they had on site offered a fifty five dollar vibrator named the Millionaire because it feels like a million bucks. Okay, that's really a lot of money, but whatever, you can get a nice lipstick vibrator. For ten or fifteen dollars at the fantasy house. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, but one attendee uh, said that a prominent British guest was so appalled by the aggressive goop hype and sales tactic for all the crap they were selling that she sent a WhatsApp message to fellow attendees saying, "GP," which is what the goop community calls. Gwyneth. That's how she signs her emails. Yeah. GP is a bleeping extortionist. <laughs> because they found out that the rooms that they booked through the Clinton were $1,300 a night mm. with the gluten free breakfast. And this person went online and found that the rooms were going for $250 oh okay anyway so one attendee also in the whatsapp said she acts like a health goddess but actually she's a pretentious greedy bleeping extortionist she had a ton of security she was unapproachable she did the minimum a few fireside chats with twiggy and penelope cruz 
Then she put on her Birkenstocks and snuck out. <laughs> I was a huge fan of GP. Now I feel like I've lost my faith in God. Oh, dear. Oh, oh come on. Oh, I feel like if these people who attended the Goop Summit in London had actually Googled what this they thing was about. They deserve to be parted from their money. Well, also, too, here's the thing about Goop. It lists itself as an e-commerce business. Yeah, it it, it is in the business of selling you stuff. Gwyneth Paltrow may be goopy and maybe spiritual stuff. I mean, all all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, she's a cold, hard capitalist. And yeah. she is yep. selling you That's stickers. Right. And she knows her market because she is her market. Yeah. And that is an ignorant, rich, <laughs> white yes. woman who's <laughs> entitled and kind yes. of an a-hole. Mm-hmm. And that's her. So she knows it. Yeah, and um, I love what the uh, rep for Gwyneth for Goop said. Um, in addition to walking around the summit, GP hosted an intimate workout class with Tracy, and she and Tracy answered attendee questions in an honest, casual setting. We've not received any negative feedback. It was more along the lines of "Thanks for an amazing weekend." Mm-hmm. That being said, she does have some good recipes on the website. She does. I mean, I mean, like, but I it's it. true, though. But <laughs> I, know. I don't think it's one of those things where, like, looking at this, it is they want to sell you stuff. Like, oh. at the end of the day, you know what, you what got if Paltrow for, wants to sell you stuff? Here's what you got, though, just so you know, in case you you are one of these people who would like to go to this and this 15. Here's what you got. You got helpful tips like how to hydrate mindfully. Huh? Yep. <laughs> you got a sound bath. You got um, helpful tips like creativity with your hands is like channeling God. Oh, good Lord. I know. I got some creativity <laughs> with okay. my hands. I know. <laughs> anyway. Hey. Hey, I love she it. She has found a market. I love it. Okay. She's getting the money. Here's another one. Naomi Can- Campbell. Um, what is more annoying, a very slender model who lies and claims she eats everything whenever she wants or when a very slender model goes on and on about her insanely restrictive diet? Column A, because you're not fooling anybody. Okay. I mean, for they're me, both pretty for, annoying. Well, they are very annoying, but for me, it's like... I just eat cheeseburgers all the time, and I just can't even keep on the weight. Well, Naomi Campbell has never tried to be normal, to be just like us. No. Never. She dates billionaires, collects diamonds. She's always on a diet. And here's, here's what it is. She said, I eat when I feel like it. I don't starve myself. If I want to do a day of just not eating, I do it, and I just do water, juice. Depends how I feel. And I never eat on warm days. And um, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, She decides to eat based on how she's feeling that day. And so to me, I thought, okay, she's been starving herself for half of her life. This explains why she throws bedazzled phones at people. She's hangry. (laughs) If you were not eating for the entire day. She never eats if it's above 70 degrees. Oh, give me a... Naomi, you are assaulting people because you have not had any food. That's amazing. That is. That, Although I will um, say, when it's real hot out, I don't feel like eating this. Yeah, you don't maybe feel over like ninety, like, not right, 70. seventy. Yeah, right. seventy, <laughs> or at least if it was ninety, you would just have a light salad and maybe yeah, a little dabble of protein. Yes. That's a, just a good old fashioned. I don't eat a damn thing oh, diet. Yeah. I, I appreciate her yeah. honesty though, and all. All of right, that. Um, former housewife Heather, Heather Dubrow from the Orange County housewife. She revealed on her podcast. Heather Dubrow's world. And I think she and her husband, Dr. Terry from Botch, they come to Evine. 
Oh, and they oh, sell their it? stuff. And fun fact about her, I was down a rabbit hole on the internet the other night. She co-starred in Jenny McCarthy's sitcom yes. back in the 90s. She was a working actress. Oh, yeah, she, she was. was. Yeah. Yeah. I liked her. I was sad when she left because we got some great real estate uh, stuff from her. But anyway, she talked about um, that she met a new, there's a new housewife on Orange County called Bronwyn Wyndham Burke. How kind of a name is that? Bron- very, very, Bron- very posh, very <laughs> British. Oh, that's very, Welsh, maybe? Yeah. yeah. And anyway, she said that she, um, uh, she, Tamara Judge was on the show, and she said that this woman came up to her at a workout class and said, I have your old job. And Tamara said, did you hit her? And she said, no, I didn't know who she was. Or is this a mom from school? Is this someone from television? What old job are you talking about? An acting thing? Anyway, she's like, how's the season going? Oh, it's good. Good luck. You're going to need it. Aww. I think Heather just, like, she was truly one of the housewives who did not need the money. No. Not with it, it was like, not with the no, plastic surgeon for her husband. Yeah. And she was a working actress. And I think that the hectic. It was probably more of a PR leverage type of thing. Do you guys know what they sell at the Evine? Is it, do they have a skincare line or something? No idea. Okay, I who have, cares? Yeah, All right, good. Leslie Joan wonders if there will be another show as tweetable as Game of Thrones. What say you? Probably not. Mm. Not in the near future. No. Yeah, she's yeah. looking for another show. She gave Aww. a kind of a oh, cute, dear. cute interview, and um, uh, she's Can't like, something to tweet about. She, so, you no, know what she's tweeting about? Women's soccer. Great. Yeah. Real drama. Real drama. And Lady Colin Campbell, some lady who's going to be on a, a UK show called Celebrities Go Dating. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, Wait for the US edition. It's yeah. probably coming soon. Yeah, she's a Jamaican born socialite. She's published three books about the British royal family, including a bio on Princess Diana. And she said she would not have been uh, ecstatic about Meghan. Because they were, would have been too similar. After all, they were both actresses. What? 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 Hey. Was there an acting role that what? Princess Diana was in? Well, Kevin she... Costner wanted to, her to be in The Bodyguard. Maybe I think she's it. throwing shade at Diana by well, yes. calling her a, quote, actress, yes, unquote. Yes, she is. Thank you, Johnny. Yes. That's because you, every once in a while, you come through with the perfect yeah. Hollywood speak. Thank you, Donald. <laughs>